You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. It's a drunk podcast. I can rim like a motherfucker. You already saw my Sullivan in San Diego. He got a golden shower. Bundy just fucking cream pied Albano. I've been drunk. I've never been cum drunk. Woo! What's up, drunk marks and drunk markets? Welcome to 205. <coughs> <coughs> Can't announce it. Can one of you announce? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Fucking necktie. Ah. Wow. Ah. Who the fuck was that? <laughs> I didn't see that shit coming. My it god. was some indie darling, I think. Oh my god! Somebody <laughs> fire that guy. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, Oh, okay, let's just jump back into this. Uh, hey, I'm Adam. I'm the apparently the announcer, but uh, I'm also the designated host. I'm just scared as hell right now, but uh, they are the drunk wrestling historians who will hopefully protect me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess that's my cue. Uh, this is Eddie. Let us drink till thine asses are drunk. And this is Scott. Win if you can, lose if you must, but always drink. All right, welcome everyone to our episode designated to go easy on the drunk wrestling historians' livers, because they got a busy night tonight. We want to make sure that uh, they're well taken care of. As a reminder to all of you, head over to whatamaneuver.net. You can get those drunk wrestling history t-shirts, tank tops, uh, sweatshirts, onesies, uh, just uh, tis the season for our holiday shopping, uh, or or get, well, or be get a little for late your, by the time they hear yeah, this. Yeah, by the time you hear this, uh, get it for yourself. Yeah. Or Valentine's Day. Or or Valentine's Day. Or Arbor Day. I don't know. I don't know when that is. But uh, head over to whatamaneuver.net for that. And I know you have some notes before we jump into this. Yeah, really quickly. Um, I just have a couple thing, a couple comments I got um, recently. I got one from, I always read the ones from iTunes. We got a comment from Boner Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> He just wrote very. He just wrote very fun show, um, and then we got another one. We got a comment on an iTunes episode. I think it was the um, shit. I forget which episode it was now. But he wrote. Oh, it was the Virgil episode. That's why. I, I, that's why I uh, took a picture of this one. Just found this channel and was listening to the Hulk Hogan episode. Then I saw this gem, uh, LMFAO, and I just thought it was funny that he called the Virgil episode a gem. So I just want to say thanks to him for leaving that comment. And um, really quickly, I always. Mention the people in other countries who listen to the show. So Canada, the UK, Sweden, Austria, India, Germany, Hungary, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Bolivia, Sierra Leone. We have listeners in Africa now. Thailand, Turkey, and Ukraine. And I already said it, but that one dude in India. Thank you, guys. Boner Simpson. Boner Simpson. Bart's creepy uncle. It's our new (laughs) new favorite listener. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So that means uh, one dude in India and Galen Gallon, you've got some competition. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, normally on a 205 Jive, um, we don't talk about what we're drinking, but really, just really briefly, um, Scott and I are going to see Metallica in a couple hours. He scored us tickets to the 40th anniversary show in San Francisco. Boo, yeah. So he's drinking uh, rum and Coke. I'm drinking a, well, it's dead of winter here in California, so it got below 60 degrees, so I'm drinking a nice stout to warm myself up. And we're going to be drinking more rum and Coke as the episode goes on, because while the intro was going on, you ran your ass into the kitchen and brought over a Diet Coke and the bottle of rum. That was probably the fastest you've ever seen me move, huh? Oh, totally. Because yes. the intro yes. started and I was like, he knows we, he hit record, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I did it. I pulled it off. To, to his craft. I've got some. Yeah. That was a stunning cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I got some frosty root beer. It's got Santa's face on it. It's nice. Sure. It works. And Adam, you might want to take that necktie off as we just, proceed with the episode. You don't know if you're going to get choked out I again. Hope, I really hope not. I'm just... I mean, <laughs> you, you guys are at the Drunker Dome right now, and I'm surrounded by things that I'm not familiar with. So, uh, <laughs> let's see how this goes. Uh, today, Today's <laughs> okay. episode uh, starts in the year of our Lord, 2010. As a result of the end of ECW, there was a new show that would be brought to take its place on sci-fi, a game show, competition show to find a new WWE superstar. From NXT, we got the Nexus. Yeah, so like you said, it was NXT originally. For anyone who didn't watch NXT or didn't really or wasn't watching wrestling at that time, NXT used to be, like you said, a game show. It was like a um it was like, um, what was that? Th- tough Enough. Tough Enough brought to the arena crowd. Yeah, right. It was like doing Tough Enough in an arena, but it was stupider than Tough Enough because it was like they did the keg carry and they did the one where you had to drink like a two liter of fucking Coke. Like sh- just dumb stunts. So um, it was more entertaining than current day NXT. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it was better than NXT 2.0. Yeah. It was like Jackass. <laughs> But with yes. eliminate, it was like it was like a Jackass yeah, like Survivor, Survivor Jackass Big Brother, maybe if we're getting into yeah. that. It was a dumb show. I only watched it once or twice. Um, at that point, I'd basically given up on ECW too because that just got unwatchable. Well, so, so did WWE. Also, so, well, no, 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 that's not true. WWE in 2010 was pretty good. Yeah, you're thinking of current day WWE. You're thinking of current day. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought ECW is never mind. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave up on ECW, uh, but, but yeah. But so, right, it was the, uh, so we had eight guys at the end of NXT, or, uh, yeah, NXT. Wade Barrett ended up winning the whole thing, and the deal was, and I heard that this was legit, that Wade Barrett was the only one who got hired out of that. The rest of the guys were unemployed once the show was over. So they had no idea. They were like, fuck, I guess we gotta, we're going back to the indies. We're not going to get this job. Um, I would think maybe, maybe they'd suspect they'd get hired because if you look at like tough enough, they used to hire what, like the last four people, right? They'd hire, you know, they always hire extra people, the diva searches, they'd hire the winner and a couple other people, but you would definitely wouldn't think all eight of them are going to get hired. Cause then what was the point of the fucking show? Well, also they, in like in, within that 10 year span of like a few se- seasons of uh tough enough and diva searches, the winners wouldn't really amount to huge stardom. So and yeah. that's a good spoiler for this episode. Uh, true. <laughs> because you got eight guys. So here's eight guys. You've got Wade Barrett, Daniel Bryan, Darren Young, Skip Sheffield, Mike, it was Michael Tarver, right? I just Michael, Tarver. Yes, Michael, Michael Tarver. Michael Tarver. Um, Justin Gabriel, Heath Slater, and David Otunga. 
So, okay, there's one person in there you would say ended up being a big star. Damn. Ryback. <laughs> because he was the, the star of our roast episode. And without him, we wouldn't have our best episode ever. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. If you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Now. Right now. I mean, yeah, turn this one off. It's, the, that episode's way better than this is going to be. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, June 7, 2010. This is the week after the NXT finale. You've got Cena and Punk in a match. From Viewer's Choice. Yeah, it was a Viewer's Choice um, uh, match. And during the match, Punk's down. Barrett comes down the ramp. And you only see him and Cena's kind of like, what's going on here? You can also see him mouthing like, are you coming after me or what? (laughs) Right, right. Then suddenly you see the rest of the guys surround the ring. They kind of, they came through. The, you didn't see them. I, I went back and watched it. You didn't actually see them jump the barricade. They were just kind of there. They were. I guess they hopped it while they're shooting Barrett. And then, um, well, Luke Gallus was outside the ring. And Serena. When, yep. And Serena. The they, SES. Yeah, they left her alone. Um, the SES. Straight Edge Society. Society. Oh, Straight Jinx, Society. you owe me a lobster oh. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like saying that I don't play a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they jump uh, Gallows first, and then Cena throws the baby Punk into face. the wolves. He, he, yeah, he tossed Cena. He tossed Punk <laughs> or, out of the ring, or Punk to the wolves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like it was like a lumberjack match. He was like, Fuck, "Go out there and get your ass kicked." Like Punk was down. You know what I mean? He picked him up off the mat and tossed him out there to get killed. They and then they, of course, they surround Cena, jump him, and then it was like one of the coolest segments in the history of Raw. Right? It really was. It was so yes. cool. They beat up. Justin Gabriel, or Justin Gabriel, uh, oh, Justin Roberts, right? They beat up Justin um, Roberts, uh, Otunga uh, Dex the ref, uh, Matt Stryker mm-hmm. was joining from commentary because he was the NXT host, so they yeah. had him, uh, Lawler, and I guess... Cole. And Cole. I think. So yeah, there, yeah. there was three of them, but still, it, it's loaded in in and out of the ring. And they just went ape shit on all of them. Right, they knock they knock Lawler's ass out, and Cole and Stryker I think split. They beat up Mike uh, uh, Mark Yeaton, the timekeeper. Yep. And then, which everybody's done. Right. Why, why not? Yeah. You know, he's the eater of super kicks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is one of the best super kicks of all time. That one. Agree. Yeah. Yes. That's, Agree. That was stiff as shit. <laughs> that was great. I mean, it looked like it was anyway. <laughs> um, and then you get to, this is the famous spot where Daniel Bryan chokes. Which is Adam alluded to earlier with his intro, where he chokes out Justin Roberts with his own tie. Okay, so he was given shit for that, and ultimately fired because mm-hmm. that was like a Chris Benoit spot, right? I never even thought about Benoit. That never even crossed my mind. Because like Benoit supposedly choked out Daniel, his son. What do you mean supposedly? We know he did it. Okay. Chris Benoit oh. choked out Daniel. I didn't know that so, it was a comparison. I thought it was because at by this point this was definitely PG era. And that was, it and was. That was like, like jump, like jump a wrestler, wrestle with them, but don't choke them out like that. That was okay. Like, but we're only three years removed from the whole Benoit incident. Yeah, no, you're. And because he yeah. choked out his kid, I think that's ultimately why Daniel Bryan, like behind Vince, curtains, I'm sure has a choking fetish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And he didn't. He didn't like to be called out on television. But like, <laughs> I really think this is due to Chris Benoit choking out his kid and killing him. And that's why Daniel Bryan was fired. That never even crossed my mind. That I heard totally makes that. Sense. Um, I think it was Barrett. So we also spit in Cena's face. Yes, which I did. didn't see that. I've heard that, but I didn't see it on camera. I think maybe the camera didn't catch it. But um, you know, I imagine if Cena gets his face spit in, he's saying something backstage to someone about it. 
Um, yeah, but, but the choking thing, I think, was a way bigger yeah. issue. So supposedly yeah. one of the sponsors, I don't know which one, complained to the company about the choking. Oh. They thought it was too violent. And then I think it was, it was either, I watched a couple shoot interviews. I think it was Barrett said that Vince hates choking and spitting. I think unless it's in his I think porn. I remember that it, it, it was like, like an in his ring he likes the ropes like yeah Barrett did mention that Right like, right yeah I think it was Barrett It was like no you're right I imagine Vince is way into it if he's in his condo in a in a Palm Springs Right with his dick in his hand like right. then he's way into it Anything goes then Right but in his ring fuck no Yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Um so that was why he was gone But um then what was the coolest part to me and I they said that specifically I forget who it was it might have been Hayes told them tear the ring apart because and they totally did and dude. you've never seen that no one's never, ever unless ever. you've been at a, yeah unless you've been in a house show and stuck around and watched him tear down the ring you've never seen the inside of a ring unless brock suplexed big show into the ring well you still didn't really see the inside of it right but yeah. i mean you no, saw they did what, damage if yeah, there I mean, was you saw how a ring was if there was a like the wwe superstars or whatever equivalent after show they had to do something unless they just called the called the end of smackdown end of end of the event what? You, you know how they do 205 after Raw or SmackDown? Oh, this was before. There was no 205 I mean, live it, back then. Yeah, if there was an extra show, like there was still metal and saying. bottom line. They, if they were I still don't know doing what they that. did after Raw. I, it, did you they know, do the anything? T- it's been different over diff- like in different years. Yeah, true. At true. the time, I do really don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they were doing then. But I get what you're saying. Like, right, that's what you send the crowd home with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. definitely no post-match recording after this. Yeah. This shit was done. They yeah. fucking laid waste. Yeah. Um. So the crazy part is Barrett said that none of them knew until like right before the show, like an hour before the show went on air, they all got called and they were kind of like the guys who didn't get hired were sort of like surprised to even be called to the arena, you know, but they were all told show up at the arena. I forget what city it was in. Um, but they got called into Vince's office and I think they said it was like Vince, Triple H, and maybe Hayes and one other agent. And then they told them what to do. And they were like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy. Like, we're going, we thought we were going to be unemployed. And we're going into this crazy angle with Cena, you know. And, of course, it was hush-hush. That's why they did it that way. They didn't tell them until right before they went on air. And it, this was done perfectly, too, because you're making a big deal out of this group going after the main event superstars. hmm Yeah. Um, so going forward after this, like, exactly like you said, like, you're like, okay, this is a huge thing. Like, this is the big angle going into the summer house shows. Right. Um, like, let's make some money and let's make some stars out of this. And um, right away, they start. Those guys, they turned into, like, Kane in 1998. Like, they're just attacking random people for no reason. Well, except for Daniel Bryan. Well, Daniel Bryan. His ass got fired. Daniel Bryan got fired. And actually, the next week on Raw, Wade Barrett came out, cut a promo, and said that Daniel Bryan felt remorse for that. <laughs> so they fired him. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, apparently, Wade Barrett had the power to hire and fire people from the company. Yeah, so he like immediately he, established himself as leader, as and as like a head of talent relations. So NXT right. already yeah. has some false advertising. <laughs> said winner gets a guaranteed title match. Did, didn't mention this hiring power. Apparently, yes. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Added bonus. Yeah, so they go right into a feud with Cena immediately. And um, in the meantime, they're beating up. They beat up Ricky Steamboat because this is when Ricky Steamboat uh, came back. Because this would have been a little bit after 20. Um, no, this is after 26, right? Yeah, but they yeah, started Steamboat taking out legends. 25. Yeah, Steamboat was there. They beat up Dusty. Um, Brett, Brett was the general manager at the time. Yeah. They beat Brett down. And then this is where we got the infamous, stupid, anonymous general manager. Right. Because right. Vince took Brett out for his safety. 
And apparently the general, I totally forgot about this until I started researching this. The general manager wanted to remain anonymous because he was afraid of the nexus. Yeah. And we ended up with the best heel in the business since Attitude Era Vince McMahon. Like no one's ever hated, you know what I mean? Like people hated the anonymous general manager. It, it turned fucking Cole into a heel. Yeah. Because Cole was the one reading the yes. fucking emails. They started booing him. And he ended up getting a WrestleMania match the following year because of it. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Damn, so yeah. thank you, Nexus. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or on his behalf. So on a Raw over the summer, they were supposed to have a six on a seven-on-one match um, against Cena. It ended up being a, a six-on-one because Cena took out Darren Young the previous week. Nexus beat him, of course, six-on-one. But this all leads up to SummerSlam, right? This is going to be, you don't expect it to be mm-hmm. like the blow-off match or anything, but it's going to be a big match. And it's they're seven on seven. They're beating up at like everybody, heels and faces. They're pissing everybody off. Yeah, they're as hot of a of a faction as we'd seen mm-hmm. since fucking DX, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they were on fire. So the seven on seven, I was there, by the way, and um I'll do a shot of this uh Roman Coke mm-hmm. for, for that. Oh, the one I just poured? Yeah, that's what you could that's the noise you can hear. Scott's pouring us more. We're living the gimmick, brother. Living the gimmick. Um, so this is SummerSlam in LA. We, Carissa and I were there. It was Cena, Edge, Brett, Jericho, R-Truth, Morrison, and a returning Daniel Bryan versus the Nexus. It was supposed... <laughs> their original seventh person was Great Khali. <laughs> Can you imagine if Great Khali had been in this match? <laughs> he is got- that the best substitution ever? Hey guys, we're gonna take great Khali out, yeah, and yeah. put in Daniel Bryan. Absolutely, yeah. But, I never thought yeah, about that. But, but it wasn't right. necessarily that they immediately chose Daniel Bryan. It, the Miz, who was yeah at the time, is also Mister Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. He's uh, saying that he he's the A lister that deserves to be in this match. And then it became a will he won't he thing. Yeah. You don't know. You're like kind of like I guess it's gonna be Miz because it's not gonna be six on seven. But during the entrances, Miz comes to the ring, announces that he decided he will be in the match, and then I think it was Cena. Cena said, said we already made up our fuck mind. you are. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, no, you know what? You took too long. We got Daniel Bryan, your, your trainee, to take your place, right? That was Daniel Bryan was yeah. Miz's trainee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, which was great. Which is actually put, like, a really good middle finger to, to yes, Miz, story-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And to, and and to Nexus. Yeah, and the way they did that on NXT was funny, too, because they took, like, the guy who nobody respected as a wrestler and put him with the indie darling to train him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> You know yes. what I mean? Like, he's considered one of the best wrestlers on the indies. Um, so this has to have been the biggest disaster of a match. Not not the match itself, but the booking of it. Yes. I've ever seen in my life. I agree with you. Immediately, they took out Darren Young and, and uh, Michael Tarver right away. Um, Brett ends up getting himself DQ'd. Basically, the gist of the story is goddamn Cena beat the Nexus. Super Cena. Super Cena. Yep. LOL, Cena wins. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, everybody thought the Nexus was going to win this. The Nexus should have won it. Well, Chris Jericho and Edge pretty much confirmed that Cena flipped the booking Mm -hmm. right before this match started because Nexus was supposed to go over. Mm -hmm. And... uh, you have to wonder if Nexus goes over in this match, what is their trajectory over the next year? Is it way different than what it ended up being? I mean, I would think so because going forward, yes. they end up just losing a bunch of matches. Right, exactly. Which but if com- they go over in this, 
Well, it would that make, changes things. Yeah, it would make no sense for them to lose a bunch of matches, but they came out looking weak. Exactly. And not and, even weak. Like, they got smoked in the match. First of all, yes. one of the guys in on, on the team scene was basically an invalid, you know, Brett. Right. Like, he couldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, true. And then the other guys couldn't even fucking get along. Yeah. So it was just, it made no sense for them to lose this match. And I was right. like, on a, looking at a single match scenario, I can't remember in WWE a worse booking decision than this one. Like they could have made several stars. These guys were the hottest thing for, you know, two months. And then they just, boom. I mean, they just lost all their momentum. Yeah. Yeah. They basically just were like, you're all going to lose to Cena. Yeah. And And that's it. And you're right. Edge and um, Jericho said that. I saw an interview where Cena sort of danced around it. He kind of was like, well, I do what I'm told and this and that. But sometimes decisions have to be made or whatever the fuck. Like he didn't confirm or deny that he, you know, shut them down. But hmm. if you're not denying it, you did it. You but know what I mean? Ultimately, though, what stars were going to come of this? If, okay, if Nexus goes over. Okay. Who are your big guys besides Barrett and Ryback, obviously, who led to our greatest episode of all time? <laughs> Aside from Barrett and Ryback, who on this Nexus roster is going to be your next big thing? I'll tell you exactly who. Obviously, Wade Barrett. No, that's what I'm saying. Aside from Barrett okay. and aside from Ryback. Um, I think Justin Gabriel could have been a huge star. A huge star? Just, yeah, I mean, okay, not a huge star, but he could have been like an upper mid-carder. You so know Justin I mean? Gabriel be, could have been... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Adam, he, please. He, he'd be on the same level as Rey Mysterio. He got yeah. a... Or, yeah, he'd be his equivalent competitor. Uh, this would be uh, around the time of Evan Bourne as well. Pretty much your yeah, your cruiserweights and your aerial wrestlers are getting a huge push. I think just rule of threes, Justin Gabriel would have uh fit that and they would have helped each other out. And okay, so three the, and years the big later, coming of Kofi Kingston as well. Okay, so three years later so are any of trend. them Daniel Bryan to headline WrestleMania thirty? No, but no, no, okay. Barrett, yes, I could totally have seen Barrett headlining a WrestleMania oh, in the next couple of years. Okay, Barrett, no. I completely agree on. Like, Barrett was the star. We knew that. He won right. NXT going in. We knew he was the leader. Aside from him, what other stars were coming out of no, this? No, not a WrestleMania headliner. Absolutely not. Okay. I think they could have been a strong faction. They could have headlined... Someone from that faction could have headlined the next eight months worth of pay-per-views. So they could have built up this nexus to be the Shield. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you think, I think so? they had all the potential in the world. I think as far as breakout stars on their own, Justin Gabriel's my pick. I think he could have been really good. He was a little bigger than a regular cruiserweight. Yes. So I don't think he would be like, and they didn't have a cruiserweight division at the time, I don't think. So he wouldn't have been stuck there. That's um, right, they got rid of it. But he wouldn't. Have, but he, he didn't miss he it have, with those aerial wrestlers. Yeah. He wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been in a uh, WrestleMania main event at this point. He wouldn't have been world champion, but he would have been in an elimination chamber or two. Okay. He would have had that kind of a career. You know, an okay. upper mid-card guy. Um, Michael Tarver would have been gone within the first year because he sucked. Um, Agree. Ryback, it's hard to say. He broke his... So he, about a month later, broke his ankle. Or no, later that later that year, December or so. Broke his ankle. He was out. Probably not. I mean, I think Ryback... Ryback later on when he came back as Ryback, Ryback did suffer from bad booking too. No, he totally did. But yeah. he was only ever going to be so good. Right. I mean, um, we riff on him, but like... He had the run he was supposed to have. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, okay, this is a 205, so we're not trying to go too long on this. So let's move forward a little bit. Um, Skip broke his ankle. Barrett got a title shot for winning NXT, like Adam mentioned earlier. Um, 
So he put himself into a six pack challenge and then he lost, which was stupid. Like why even, why would he put himself in a six pack challenge first to make it easier for himself to lose? Right. You should be on a one-on-one. Right. Be in a one-on-one. And, and maybe, then your homies run in to interfere. Exactly. But no, he fucked that up. Yep. Um, then you've got, then it got really bad. And it was hell in a cell. You got Barrett and Cena, and if Cena loses, he has to join he, the Nexus. Um, yeah, right. Or if the if the Nexus interfere, they have to break up. So what does Way Barrett do? He has Husky Harris and Michael McGillicuddy <laughs> do a run in, who were not Nexus members. They were on season two of NXT, which was a nice loophole. It was. So Barrett won, and now Cena's part of the crew, which was just dumb. I didn't like that. And I think Slater said that that was Cena sort of making up for... Um, making up for uh For the beating loss, them at yeah. SummerSlam. Right, like he made that call at SummerSlam. And he was kind of like, okay, I'll do you solid and join your stupid crew. <laughs> so he and... um, Oh, God, what happened? Cena attacked Tarver the next night. Barrett said, fuck uh, Michael Tarver anyway. He was gone. I don't think we ever saw him again. <laughs> no, he was right? done. That was it for at him. At that point, he was done. He was injured anyway, I think, and he went away for, like, surgery or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And he just never came back. Right. The only cool thing about him is he wore that mask, that, like, half mask That was thing. cool. But, yeah. But you know what? Ten years later, we're all wearing those anyway. Yeah, no, he was ahead of his time. he started yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He really did. Um, Cena and Otunga won the tag titles of bragging rights. But then the next night, Barrett told Otunga to let Slater pin him. So then Gabriel and Slater became the tag champs, which made no sense. So right. was, everything started getting convoluted. Pretty much just so he could keep the tag titles within the Nexus. But it was already in but the Cena Nexus. Cena was in the Nexus. They just wanted, yeah, he yeah. Just wanted, they just wanted to punish, guys. Or, yeah, punish Cena by doing the work, yet not acknowledge him or thank him for doing the work. Yeah. So then after that, Otunga starts kind of be, getting like uppity with Barrett. Like he's like he questioning his leadership. So he and um, Husky McGillicuddy invade SmackDown. <laughs> and then um, Gabriel and Slater show up and they do a five on five. And I forget who else was in who they fought, but then they lost. Which is just now it's getting worse. You know, now you're like kind of kind of separating them and having them lose. It, right. And a, now it, Nexus is like bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And they're losing in a match that wasn't even advertised. Moving it was a right. impromptu match. Fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, then you have where so you go to Survivor Series. Barrett gets a title shot against Orton. He loses. The stipulation was if he didn't win, Cena got fired. And it's just it's gone from bad to fucking worse. <laughs> These were the it, next big thing. Yeah, the next big... Right, right. They put so much time and effort into them, and they had the greatest debut in the history of wrestling. Yep. And this is November. That started in June. Yeah, and you wonder, does this change if they get that win at SummerSlam? Does all of this change? Are, are, is the booking trajectory different if they get that win at SummerSlam? Or are they so gung-ho, Cena is at the top of our card, that it takes this shape anyway? I, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't feel like SummerSlam would have changed it. SummerSlam was a symptom of of their booking. You know what I mean? I agree. Like they, So Slater said that he thought there were people in the office who kind of were out for him, like didn't right. want them to get over. And I mean, how else could you perceive this? Which is weird because Slater's the most decorated guy out of Nexus. Okay, so I was going to get to that. <laughs> apart from Brian, no, actually not even apart from Brian, Slater, I think, had the longest full-time run with the company. Yeah, he did. Right? Mm-hmm. Because he did. Because Brian got fired immediately, but that was only two months. But then Brian was gone for a couple years. And then I think Slater won the most titles, though. At the end of it, like out of all of Nexus, I think Slater is the most decorated. You might be right. I'd have to look it up. Um, 
But I mean, it's mostly fact- tag team title wins, but still. Yeah, can you look yeah. that up, Adam? Um, I think you're right. No, uh, yeah. no just by looking at it, I think you're right. I think Darren Young probably with Titus O'Neil once or twice, but yeah, Heath Slater had it a few times, and then his most recent was uh, the with Rhino. Yeah, the current yeah. the current SmackDown titles with Rhino. They were the first SmackDown tag team champions. Yes. Yeah, so Brian obviously yeah. had the most successful run, but the longest run is of all people <laughs> was Ryback never won anything. No, he didn't win shit, dude. Right? He never was any kind of champion. I don't think. I, I mean, he might have been IC, IC champion. He was IC, he was IC champ. title. Okay. Okay. And then you have but so he, was Ezekiel Jackson. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. That's true, yeah. Which I think Ezekiel <laughs> actually ties into this because he was or started as part of the core, right? So, yeah, are we going to even talk about the core? No, this well, is the Nexus episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, that'll make me more upset. Um, <laughs> because well, okay, so the, because next thing, the core would be like the term. You're trying to reheat something that already existed. Y- y- yeah. Same, same right. shit, different packaging. Yeah. You're reheating frozen pizza. <laughs> or cold pizza. Yeah. Even, yeah. Yeah, like two-day-old Little Caesars. <laughs> God damn. Um, so the worst part, I thought, of the entire thing was when you get to TLC. Because you got Cena and Barrett in that TLC match. They had a good match, but do you guys remember how it ended? The the big chairs on the the decoration, all yes. the hanging chairs, fucking pulls them, and it just it just money shots the chairs all over Barrett. Twenty three chairs all over his face. John Cena literally buried Wade Barrett at the end of that match. <laughs> yes, it was a literal burying <laughs> yes. with twenty three steel chairs. And I was like, when that happened, I was like, that's it. Wade Barrett's over. There's, yeah. no, there's no fucking coming back from that. Yeah. You know, I kept this whole time. I kept hoping for him to get a big win or something and or even to be champion. So, like, I thought he should have been champion um, when he had that match with, I think it was Orton, right? His first, his first title shot. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not give it to him? You know, I know people would say that's too soon. But look at Sheamus. Sheamus won. I looked it up. I think he debuted in October and became champion in December. Yes, Against he did. Super Cena. Yeah, against Super Cena. And people thought he got it too soon and blah, blah, blah. But look, Sheamus has had a 10-year, 11-year run. I mean, yep. he's had one of the all-time great careers. If yep. you, if you, like, how many guys have had a 10- or 11-year run? Sheamus is one of them, and that's what he started off with, was being world champion in two months. There was no reason that I could see not to do that with Barrett. But instead, a month after he should have won it, he's literally buried with chairs. Unless he was able to do that Undertaker thing, get your hand up, for, like, uh, I'm still alive. <laughs> that would have yeah. been cool. So then the Nexus ends up turning on him after that. He is they throw him out, right? Or they, they like, leave. Slater so, and Gabriel left. So this is like Cena's just wreaking havoc on them. I, I forget whether it's the part where he's fired or not, but they're saying, like, dude, Cena's coming after us. I don't want to be part of the Nexus anymore unless you do something about it. And they're not and they're just letting Cena go ape shit on them. And he's just like uh, at the SummerSlam match, he's recruiting everybody to do the beatings for him. I think he even got Kozlov uh, to to beat uh, some of them up uh, in a uh, in a backstage segment. So he did. Kozlov yeah, did so pretty involved, much yeah. mutiny is happening. Yep. Yeah, it was a one. It, it was just weekly book, bad booking. Every week, it got worse and worse. So they end up splitting up. You get Slater and Gabriel left with Barrett, and then Husky and McGillicuddy replace them in the Nexus, and then Mason Ryan randomly showed up. Ugh. 
at that point, you have jumped the shark. Totally, yeah. And then they brought Punk in. He became the new leader of the Nexus, but even he couldn't save it at that point. And no. This was when this was when Punk was right out of the straight edge society. This is when Punk, at this point, Punk was my favorite wrestler. Um, they had that great rumble. That was the 40-man rumble. Yes. And that was where the Nexus was running. Punk's directing traffic. Ran and they're just it, tossing dude. guys out. It was yes. like seven, eight guys in a row. They that just was tossed. awesome. Yep. Yeah, it's one of my favorite rumbles, actually. might be my favorite so one besides 92. But that was really kind of the peak of it. And then they sort of just, it was one of those things where they just kind of grew apart. Like by summers, by WrestleMania, there was still the Nexus, but Punk kind of was doing his own thing with Orton. Yeah. And then I think there was a tag match or something. And kind of, that was sort of it. Like they sort of officially were still the Nexus till like July or August. But like Punk won the title from Cena while he was a member technically of Technically, Nexus. but he wasn't even, but like those guys weren't involved. He weren't, he Not at involved, all. But so that it gave him reason to just go off and become, just be CM Punk. Yeah, he was sort of like loosely affiliated with them still, but they weren't really, they were not a faction that mattered at that point. They were over with just, it, they probably kept the name so they could sell t-shirts. Was, yeah, but, techni- but technically because of the loose affiliation, he would have been their first heavyweight title win. They won IC championships, tag team championships, but that loose affiliation was enough to give them a heavyweight title win. That's true. And that was it for Nexus. Done. Cena wins the title, or uh, Punk wins the title. He's gone. Yeah. He was gone for months, and that was essentially Nexus is dead. Yeah, and I think two of them are still a tag team, and I'm not even going to look at my notes because I don't care. It's interesting because, like, maybe Punk was brought in to try to to save the Nexus or salvage it. Salvage it, Salvage it. But he ends up using the Nexus as his plaything to put himself yep. over and literally become a heavyweight t- heavyweight champion. He was too big for the Nexus at that point. He totally. really overshadowed him. Totally. You know, like it became the focal point became way more on him because he because he just come off that great run with the Straight Edge Society. And that's a result of bad booking. Bad booking, right? It was just, he was the wrong guy to put with them. I think they've tried to put him with them to get them over again, but it kind of backfired. Or if Nexus had been booked properly as a big deal as they were when they debuted, they would have matched up to Punk well. Well, exactly. To be able to be a dominant faction. But unfortunately, because of their shitty booking, post their run-in, it was all bullshit by the time they joined up with Punk. Yeah, I would say overall, from June to December, no, from August to December, has got to be the worst four months of booking I've ever fucking seen. Okay, but then we can bring up Retribution. Uh, because if Nexus was a thing in 2020 or 2021, would they have had a female member? Maybe. If, if women's but, wrestling what it was what it was in 2010, what it is now, yeah, would they have had a female member? Like Retribution was booked totally no, shitty that, from the get go. From the get go. From the jump, and it made me think of Nexus because yeah. they were cut off at SummerSlam essentially. But they at least got two months of good booking. Okay, but they got two months. Like, yeah, Retribution got bullshit. Yeah. But was Retribution supposed to be a big deal and they just fucked up the booking like they did with Nexus? Just Yes. They just destroyed a ring with a chainsaw. That's the only difference between them and the Nexus. (laughs) They had a a chainsaw. They also a like, chainsaw. They also threw a Molotov cocktail at the generator or something. Oh, that's right. (laughs) They lit a generator on fire outside. Which, which there's no reason for them to have a generator outside. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was just, I, 
I mean, that SummerSlam thing, which has had to be, it's got to be the number one worst booking in a single. Imagine if the NWO, if Hall, Nash, and Hogan lost a three-way two months after they they formed. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, just cut, like, or or DX got, like, swept at, well, maybe they did get swept at WrestleMania. I don't remember. But it was only two guys at that point. You're making some big comparisons, though. Well, but they were, they came and invaded the company the way the NWO did. I know they They were established stars. But just, I mean, imagine how it would have been, like, if the NWO just, like, showed up or big badasses, then they got their asses kicked. It It would have been stupid. That's true. You know? like That is true. You know, like, Sting beats them. Like... But that's the difference is like established stars in the NWO versus guys that were just on the up and come yeah. in Nexus. And I think that's ultimately what hurt them. Right. Is they weren't established stars. It might have helped right? if they had one. Or even if Daniel Bryan hadn't choked out Justin Roberts. Yeah. Would they have been a bigger deal with Daniel Bryan at the helm? No, they would have fucked him up. They probably still would have, right? Yeah. Would that have changed Daniel Bryan's trajectory has he, had he not been fired when he choked out Roberts? And came back at SummerSlam. If he had stayed with that group, would his trajectory have changed? It's all weird stuff to think about, dude. Like, everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah, but you're saying, okay, they started with no established stars. You could say the exact same thing about um, The Shield. And they became the biggest thing because they got really good good booking. booking. Great booking. They protected them the entire run. At the expense of who? Ryback. Evolution. Well, Evolution, yes. But first... Ryback. Ryback, right, yeah. And yeah. I love that. Because <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> Go listen to the roast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but that's how you book a new faction and make them look strong. You have Yes. Pick. They beat up, uh, what was it, Kane and the New Age Outlaws at 30? Is that who they beat? Or no, Kane was the year before. It was the New Age Outlaws and some fucking one at 30. Uh, Yeah, it was the New Age Outlaws and somebody and at 30. And it was Kane and, and it was a squash match. They beat the shit out of them. Yes. Um, And then their last, I think it was their last match as a crew, was... Uh, Evolution. Elimination match against Evolution, and they swept them. And they swept them. Yeah, yes. that's how you make guys look strong. Yep. That's how they should have done the Nexus. I, I can't and say I, I disagree. I guess at least you could say they learned a lesson, you know, by the yeah. time they got around to that. Like, maybe the shield happened because they realized they fucked up with Nexus. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe Cena didn't care about the <laughs> Cena knew he was going to go start doing movies at that point. <laughs> He's like, hey, guys, I got a Fast and Furious contract here. Yeah. No, no. At that point, he would have been doing that train crash or whatever. Oh, that, 12, that fucking Amy 12 rounds? <laughs> No, oh, no, no, no. Uh, the one where he shows his ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. The oh, he plays a cartoon bull, Ferdinand. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think, uh, let's see, we're 39 minutes into a 20-minute 205 jive. God damn it. So, we got to get to Metallica, son. I know, we got to get to Metallica. We got to get out of here in about an hour, so we got to burn through the next two episodes. That takes so care that. of the Nexus, a group who was supposed to be, like, the military coup of, uh, that uh, formed from... From a WWE reality show. How would you figure that? And demanding every week. And here they are uh, as part of our episode. What did you think about the Nexus? Did you like them? Did you enjoy them? Let us know everything. What you uh, Or let us know what you think on the po- social media platforms. Reviews. Like, rate, review, share on the podcast platforms. Smash that subscribe button. And I think that takes care of it. On behalf of the Metallica Heads and myself, I'm uh, reminding you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and we will see you all next week for another great episode. One, two, three. You're either Nexus or against us. Dive. Feed me Nexus. (laughs) It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is... Everybody sucks. You don't really...